I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, this is Sean, left centre back at Millwall Lionesses. I'd just like to thank all the listeners at Acting Millwall and the show itself for all their outstanding work this season and for giving us the platform to express ourselves and hopefully we'll win that league trophy for you. Come on, you Lionesses. You're listening to Acting Millwall, broadcasting from beautiful South Germany. Except no substitutes. And welcome back to Millwall Lionesses, your premium Axel Millwall Lionesses coverage. We are still going strong, Michael, as the season really kind of gets underway. A few games in now, you know, football on the telly every day, every weekend. But we're living for fans in stadiums, aren't we, Michael? How are you doing, mate? I'm very, very well. Thank you for uh, thank you for having. I'll say thank you for having me on again. But it's half my show as well, so thank you for letting me have my half of the cake. I got, I got to let you have a, your bit of limelight, don't I, Michael? You don't get enough. I know that you've been banging on Nick's door for a bit of a contract extension from the main well, show, so I've got to give exciting. you your outlet. I'm, 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 I see myself on a page play. <laughs> Who's paying? You, are you paying to come on? Are you paying to come on, Michael? Well, I'm, I'm not sure what the terms of your contract are, but I'll get a, quite a nice uh, little hefty fee uh, from Mr Hart for this. So, uh, so, but without further ado, I'll let you introduce our guest this week. Yeah, I might have to uh, have my lawyers look into that. Con- I'll get Nick's sports lawyer on it. Um, but no, this evening we are joined by Millwall Lioness's goalkeeper, Larissa Miller. Larissa, thanks so much for coming on. How are you doing? No problem. Thank you. I'm really well, thanks. Brilliant. Well, yeah, no, we're very excited to have you on. Um, you know, always good to have a, a, a fellow goalkeeper on. We were chatting just a little bit before coming on air that um, I myself used to be a goalkeeper. You know, the, the premium the premier position on the football pitch, really, leading from the back. And yeah. as we were saying... <laughs> When goals go in, they're everyone else's fault. Um, I guess we'll start yes. off how we start with how we have with most of the other players of maybe a bit about your footballing background. I know you were at a couple of clubs before, but um, you know, how did you end up at the Lionesses? So I used to play for Crystal Palace, um, and then I went to university and studied PE um, and played for my uni team when I was there. And then when I finished, I didn't really have a club, so I joined Peckham Town. Because uh, I knew I knew a couple of people there already, and and loved it. Great kind of family type club, um, and then that unfortunately that team folded, the women's team, um, and I was just really kind of keen to play at a at a high level, because um, Peckham was Division Three, so it was quite a big jump coming to Millwall, which is obviously Division One, um, and so I, I reached out to the uh, to their Instagram page and and asked if I could maybe come down to a session. 
and then they said that was fine so yeah here I am and that's a great story because it's, it, this is where it gets it, it gets confusing with the women's league you, you you mentioned you as division three and then middle division one but in the grand scheme of things you know we are a tier six team but we won't talk about a breakdown of the women's teams because it starts becoming a bit of a sort of a Pandora's box. You open up, and yeah, all these yeah. things. <laughs> we'll move, we'll move on, we'll move on. Um, so, just as a just as a quick one, Larissa, you say that you mentioned the club and you asked about uh, coming on via via the Instagram channels. But how did you become a goalkeeper? Because it's not necessarily one of those uh, positions that are sort of glamorous, if you will. I mean, Ryan talked about being a goalkeeper himself, and as we said off air, that I was the very very uh, unpopular position of a centre-back when I played football which is another sort of unglamorous position so I mean I, I know that there's a lot of new goalkeepers at the moment who, who make it look a bit more rock and roll than it used to be but why what what made you be like a goalkeeper rather than try out field um long story short I was rubbish everywhere else I was just <laughs> not, I think just naturally quite good at like re good reflexes and I just quite enjoyed being a goalkeeper um, it was quite funny, I was saying to someone the other day, when I first started playing goal, like, no one ever wanted to be a keeper and I always got to play on it, like in every single game because I was the only keeper. But now, like, it's, it's a battle to be first team keeper because there's a lot more uh, people. Yeah, I think um, I had a similar story as well, to be honest, that led me to it. But, you know, I think most, most uh, of the best stories start through hardship of uh, struggling on the wing to uh, be place for place and then, you know, getting shoved back further and further. But, um, no, I want to talk about a bit about, you know, goalkeeping in the women's game. I'm, I'm particularly interested in it. I know we were talking a bit before where, you know, goalkeeping is that position where the spotlight is on it, um, regardless of what level of football you're at or regardless of, you know, what tier or if it's men's or women's football. But from the outside looking in, and I'm sure some of the listeners who are less familiar with the women's game, it's almost sometimes been seen as like a stick to beat it with um you know some people think look at it like that but there's a lot more depth to it you know if you look at the level of coaching available especially at the top levels how has it been for you as you know a female keeper kind of you know a lot of, of women footballers almost uh, ambassadors for the game just by playing it but how is it as a goalkeeper do you feel like outwardly um well, I, I think goalkeeper is quite a lonely position. Um, I was quite lucky when I started at Palace, one of the uh, players' brothers was a goalkeeper at a high level. So he used to come and coach. Um, but I used to get a goalkeeper training every week, which was really good. But I know some of the younger teams at Palace, they just had someone warm them up on a map. They didn't get any specific training. Um, but it kind of, when doing that, it kind of, always get to be involved in I guess banter that goes at training because you're kind of away doing your own thing mm. and you sometimes maybe miss out on those connections with some people and um, quite interesting you say that from from previous sort of club been out previous experiences because we, we said um prior to recording listeners that um goalkeepers are a very unique position e even for someone who who's an outfielder um at Sunday league level or semi-pro or <laughs> fully professional you don't you don't really realize um or you do realize should I say that, that that goalkeeper position as we said off air that two of you turn up and one of you basically knows unless you're you're winning 12 nil or the goalkeeper touchwood doesn't get injured in the first five minutes or you know we're, we're losing five nil at halftime or whatever it is that that you you won't play um and then obviously depending on who's the number one or the number two or has that jersey 
it can affect the other one. You said it's a lonely position, but you, you've had some great performances pre-season. You know, you came on against Stevenage, you got some minutes there as well. And it seems like there's a real togetherness with like you, Millie, Michaela um, and Kelly as well. You know, Kelly's at that sort of uh, stage of her career where she's obviously a goalkeeper, but also she can be a goalkeeping coach as well. What is it like at the moment, let's be honest, being the number two, but knowing, you know, you've got a great number one in Millie and, and how supportive have, have all the goalkeepers been to you? Um, oh, I, I love all the goalkeepers. We're kind of like a, I guess, a keepers union. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's great training with them. Uh, Michaela's told me things which have helped me um, in my game and kind of taught me things. Kelly's been really... Uh, I actually used to play with Kelly way back in the day when I was about 15 or 16. Um, so when I saw she was here, I got really excited to kind of play with her again. Um, um, yeah, no, I love it. and. Even though I don't get to play, um, like since we started the league, I haven't really played. Um, it is, you know, I, I do. It is nice making the the team list and kind of making the the squad. And when people at work ask, you know, if I'm playing Sunday, I can say, oh yeah, like I'm on I'm on the team sheet. And it just it just makes me feel good that they value me as a goalkeeper. And then you know when like Millie's really supportive to me and we kind of give each other advice at half time. Um, yeah, it's just a really nice atmosphere. No, that's great. Yeah. And also as well, Larissa, with with that, it's um as as you say about like even being part of the squad and we all know from watching documentaries um about football and how football's evolved over the years, it is very much a squad game compared to what it um it used to be where you had like the eleven and then like the one sub or the two subs. But how do you feel as a player that, as you say, with all due respect to Peckham Town, they're a great little outfit. You know, we knew about them at the start of uh, uh, pre-season. You know, there was a few connections there. Um, and it's, it's a club that like, I'll, I'll always look on sort of fondly or look back on fondly for, for developing some good, good players. But going back to set that sort of pride you feel, even though you may be on the bench or the number two goalkeeper, to jump up those many divisions and, and have so many of the staff and the players have that belief in you. How does that make you feel as a player, knowing that you, you've you made that jump and it, it's worked? Uh, it makes me feel great. And Kelly always says, you know, and Nick always says, if they didn't think we were good enough, we wouldn't be here. So the fact that I've kind of come from, I don't want to say a low-level team, but lower division-wise level um, and kind of not as serious team. Um, the fact that I made, kind of made it to Millwall, um, without that much kind of experience of this high level because when even when I was at Palace you know I was I was quite young then and then went away to uni for four years um so I was away from this kind of high level football for quite a while so I like it makes me feel proud of myself that you know I am on the team I'm on the squad I'm making the team sheet each week even though I don't get to play you know they still value me enough to take me to each game yeah and um you know we mentioned before about that one-to-one -one coaching that a lot of young female keepers especially don't get. I know from my own experience that I think I probably had a goalkeeping coach for two of the three seasons that I played or two or three of the seasons that I played, um, you know, from eight or nine really up until about 20. And those seasons I came on leaps and bounds really. I know at the club now, I mean, you must be in quite a lucky position, I guess, to have had such good one-to-one -one coaching. But the position now at the club, you've got Greg, obviously, who 
is a qualified player coach, but also um, a highly qualified goalkeeping coach as well. And saw at the game the other day, obviously him putting yourself and Millie through your paces before kickoff. How how good has he been? You know, coming to a club like you say, he's taking a step up to Millwall and coming in where you have that dedicated keeper coach. Oh, it's great. I mean, there's only so much kind of specialisms other positions have and they can correct you on. Whereas he's like, I guess, a kind of goalkeeping Bible that <laughs> really <laughs> helps us out each week. Um, <laughs> even uh, yesterday at training, um, I was the only keeper there. So I, I got a, essentially got a one-to-one session with him. And Brilliant. he was kind of rewriting how I or what I knew of goalkeeping so I like just my positioning he was correcting the whole session and I've always been taught to do certain things and then he like kind of rewrote that and told me to do something else which actually helped a lot better than what I was doing so yeah it's, it's just great to have him there and be that really kind of specialist coach in my position. Yeah I think goalkeeping is one of those positions particularly obviously all all positions of football have their technique and positioning that are so important but goalkeeping is one of those things with a few pointers and a little bit of guidance you can see your game improve so quickly and obviously you know before we we came on air again we we're talking about how yourself and Millie have got that that battle for the number one spot you know you mentioned you haven't had as many minutes as, as Millie so far this season but um, tell us a bit about that competition and obviously you were saying how it's kind of driving you to be a better goalkeeper at the moment um, tell us a little bit about how that is going um, yeah I mean Obviously, I would love to play, um, but Millie had, you know, an amazing game last week. And I think even if we were winning maybe 10 nil, I think bringing me on at half time or whenever would have probably been the wrong decision because she was playing so well. And I think because it was cold as well and I'd just been kind of sat there, I wouldn't have been as alert as she was for that whole game. So that could have disrupted the flow. So I think um, the management side is kind of spot on in their decision making you know if she's having a good game why bring someone else on who you know isn't as alert as she might be that game um I don't like obviously it's kind of a competition we we both want to be number one but like I said off air you know it's really inspiring especially if she's younger than me kind of watching her grow in a way and then it is very motivating also because she is younger for me to you know, prove myself more and work harder and get to that top spot. It'll only develop you as a player. But um, unfortunately now, uh, Larissa, this is the moment where uh, Nick Hart puts in his uh, new uh, teammates uh, jingle because we unfortunately <laughs> have the teammates section which all players and staff must answer. So are you ready? The teammates section. The teammates section. I think so. <laughs> you think so. Right. So it's just quick fire questions. Um, as I said, you must answer. And the default answer for anything negative is Nick Farrell. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we'll start. We'll go with the following. So who's the biggest joker? Um, Sean. Sean. Oh, interesting. Okay. That's a new well, answer for that one. Sean or Danny, that's fine because you are the literally you you uh, you've won the trophy for the first person not to say Molly all season. <laughs> that's good. That's what we like. Which is good. Change it up. Who's the most intelligent? Um, oh, I don't know. Um, Again, if I'm you struggle gonna... with most, 
if you struggle with most intelligent, you can say the media team. <laughs> <laughs> I might go with uh, Kelly, just because she's, you know, got a w wide knowledge of all positions on the pitch. Brilliant. No, indeed. Who's, who's the funniest? Um, Danny, I think. No, no, indeed. Um, and who, who's the biggest moaner? Charlie. Charlie Casey, the new signing, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, who's the hardest working? Um, oh, God, everyone works really hard, actually. No, don't be diplomatic. You've got so many. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to say our lovely manager, Kate. Oh, brilliant. Okay, and and, and fi <laughs> final question, who's the big sister of the group? Uh, probably go Livy on that one. Lovely stuff. I think you can see immediately there, Michael, the... Uh, how goalkeepers, you know, they're thinking outside the box. They, uh, they're not on the same wavelength as the other players, you know, some definitely some different answers this time. They see it differently, yeah. Brilliant. Right, well, I think we should uh, start talking about uh, last Sunday's game. Obviously, the f really late 5-4 loss to Hutton. Um, didn't play them last season and they were one of the better sides in the division. Obviously, probably on a par with Millwall last year. It was a really, really tough defeat to take after being 40 up and a late goal really to nick it. A lot of controversy and, uh, you know, a lot to talk about from that game that we will get onto shortly. But as usual, myself and Harry Warren were at the game. So we've got a little bit of a match report and obviously a post-match interview with Katie that we can listen to now. Achtung, so we are joined post-match by Katie Whitmore. Katie... A tough result, a really tough. You can see how much it meant to Hutton, obviously, to steal the win, really. From your perspective, what happened today? Yeah, look, we, we came down and we knew it was going to be a hard game. And we have obviously spoken about how we want that togetherness and we work as our units and as our team. And um, the girls showed it today. Yes, we didn't get the three points or the one point, but we knew it was going to be hard. And it was always going to be a game where like, there'd just be that one goal in it. And unfortunately, it didn't work in our favour. But for me, I've still left and I've told the girls that they've got to walk away with their head held high because out there, that's Millwall Lionesses. And that was exactly what I wanted them to do today. Yeah, you, you could see the crowd really getting behind them. There was a lot of volume, a lot of passion in this game. Obviously, you know, you, you said you don't really want to talk about the refereeing decisions. Losing Abby Delta injury is not helping, but... You know, that energy, like you're saying, that commitment was there on the pitch yeah. today. And, you know, we'll always be, because of that togetherness, we'll always be a team where we'll protect each other. You know, we're, we're lionesses at the end of the day. We protect, you know, we're, we, we protect our family and that's what we are. We are one big family. So for me, when Abby went down, the girls did the right thing and they came together and they, uh, they put, a, you know, they put challenges in and they made sure that they were standing their ground. And we were just a bit unlucky at the end there. And it happens, but like I said, that was more of a positive performance in comparison to last week. And it just shows that the girls have that togetherness. The girls want to compete and they want to show that we are here to, to get a job done at the end of the day. Yeah, I thought the, the, the performance in itself, you know, beside the result, was everything that you'd probably have wanted after last week. Um, you know, obviously we're missing some big characters at the team for injury, obviously missing Libby. Um, missing Molly and missing um, Alyssa, as well. Alyssa as well, yeah. Mm. So, considering the fact that you, you then lose Abby, I think that the performance the girls can, as you said, take it as a positive that even without them, they've all played the system and they've 
they've done well today. Yeah, you know, when you look at a player like like Lib's position, you know, she is a big role within that within the squad. She's the captain, and she's everyone comments about how vocal she is. You know, so you can really see sometimes when she's not there how it it play, plays an impact. So for the girls to you know come onto the pitch and step up and you know follow in those footsteps of being vocal, like Caitlin today having to do a position that she hasn't done so far this season, yeah. and taking on that role that Libby does, I thought she did well there, and you know it just makes it. It just shows that togetherness, really. They've, we've got players out of the squad and they've stepped in and they've, they've taken that on. Kate, um, I mean, yes, yeah, scoreline score would suggest otherwise. If you used to open up the paper or you used to look online and see, see a 5-4 defeat, um, you'd think that what I'm about to say is a stupid statement. But again, incredible goalkeeping by Millie. I, can't, I cannot fault yeah. her in goal. She's unbelievable. And, and it's just that unfortunate thing that you find in the women's game, which, again, this is... Um, this is uh, something you do see semi-regularly. It is, you know, a lot of people shoot higher, a lot of people shoot in the top corners because it's a bit more difficult for young goalkeepers to get to those top corners. But aside from those, she was incredible. I mean, I mean, some of those goals that we, we conceded today were she's pulled off a great save and we weren't perhaps quick enough on the follow-up to get back in. If you follow up, and I'm not trying to be too critical, but if you follow up those, you put them out for a corner, you put them out for a throw, scoreline stays a lot more respectable. It's, I can't say enough just how a good performance I thought she had again today. Yeah, Millie, we talk about Millie every week because every week she saves She's us. And, you know, you can see the difference when the girls are confident with who they've got in goal, that allows them to be that little bit more confident with how they play out on field. And I think Millie saved us quite a lot today. You know, she needs to leave with her head held high because she did save us and she she made some superb saves and kept us going for for a long time during that match so i think that she needs to be reminded just how how great she is in that sense and you know there's always that the thing with millie is she's coachable she wants to learn and she wants to continue um reviewing her her position and reviewing how she plays and she's always looking to try and improve her game and that for me as a manager is superb from a goalkeeper exactly and also as well um you know we focus a lot on millie individually um like in post-match uh, comments but can we have a, a few comments about like Larissa and Kelly as well because it, it must be difficult for those players who are on the bench or you know make these substitutes appearances it shows the togetherness of the goalkeeping unit that they seem really supportive of each other yeah, doesn't it definitely I think you know Larissa's been on the bench now for the last three games hasn't really had much of a look in since the season started um, because obviously Millie is, is our goalkeeper and she's just that togetherness she shows like if Millie's head drops she just Larissa's there telling her get your head up you're fine and mm. reassuring her and the same for Kelly Kelly does the exact same you know Kelly's got that little bit of experience that where she can talk to Millie and explain how she might feel and be able to kind of um, support her in that that sense and so for me like I said in in the whole squad today it showed you know we say when when you've got a good happy camp it shows on the pitch and that's exactly what happened we left and we clapped our fans as if we did get a good result today because the girls put that performance in and we're just unlu unlucky yeah. just one last thing the obviously the results not gone the way you wanted but you know we touched on the injuries and the key players missing but as a manager you must be happy with the reaction from last week. Really difficult result, really difficult game. To then step up this week with players missing and put in a performance like that, which at the end of the day, 
for one reason or another, hasn't gone your way. You must be happy with the squad. Yeah, definitely. You know, we spoke last week about um, how it was going to go with the squad because of the performance. And out there, like we've said, we are missing key players. Ultimately, we are missing key players that would usually be in that starting eleven. And the girls have stepped up. And that was their opportunity to be knocking on the manager's door, saying, this is my chance to be in the starting eleven. This is my chance to be in the squad. And they did that and they showed. And, you know, it just makes it even more of an example of how we are there as a squad, not as individuals, and we're doing it to help each other out. And, you know, that that's just, for me, the performance today was, was great. So we're here at the end of the game. It's finished. Millwall Linus is four, Hutton five. A kind of bitter end to it. Harry, post-match thoughts? Um, I'm trying to sum up. The game turned on one decision. Um, I know you can't turn around and base the results on on refereeing decisions, but I, I, you know, I can't I can't turn around and stress this enough. Um, Abby Dell scored a hat trick. He's running rings around Hutton's back four. Um, he's thrown goal. She's about to like a bouncing ball, about to go past the last girl. The last girl. It's a bouncing ball, it's there to be won. She mistimes it terribly and leads with her arm. She's the last girl. She should be sent off. She's given a yellow card. Abby Dell's broke her nose, um, apparently I've been told from the bench. The referee has given a yellow. She's down for 10 minutes. He plays four minutes of extra time. These are all decisions that, these are variables in football. Yes, the girls probably should defend some chances better, but big decisions change games. Managers talk about it all the time at the highest, highest level. And it, it's a disgrace. I mean, the referee's behaviour, the way he's walked off the pitch there is a disgrace for me as well. Um, but there we go. I'm allowed Michael, to say that. post-match thoughts for joined by Michael Avery. Gutting in truth. Absolutely gutting. You don't, you don't want to... You don't want to quit. And look at this here. Like, I mean, I mean, you, this is a this is an audio, so you can't see it. But you've got the entire fans on their feet here, applauding, applauding the players. But you don't want to blame refs. You don't want to. You don't normally want to blame refs. You don't want to blame refs for certain scorelines. But at the end of the day, you, you you've you've got near on GBH like like twenty yards. Done, out. Let me put it this way, lads. If you've done and, and ladies listening, if you've done this, if you've done that in a pub, you would be nicked, right? That, that's how bad it was. Nah, yeah. there you go. Yeah, I think if you can be critical of the side, um, you've got a right. You've got a question why? Why goalkeepers make saves, but no one follows up when she yeah. palms it out? I'm not sure if you guys have said that already. I've stood away. No, from no. You. Um, but Millie, Millie again has been absolutely incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Again, two or three of the goals from rebounds, really. Yeah, so she's, she's, made, she's made, made. Yeah, she's made great saves there, Ryan, and no one's followed it up. Well, they have the opposition. Yeah. <laughs> so you know you've got to look at yourself there. But in the, the day, you know you've got. I'll send it to Sean. I mean, I shouldn't have been saying obviously because I've been running line. But I'll send it to Sean. You've got to appeal because the referee is listening to appeals. He's not. He's yeah. not going by decisions. He's going by who's appealing the loudest. And ultimately, they appealed louder. They're appealing. Kept that girl on the pitch. Simple yeah. That. Literally simple as that. I think. And it changed the game. It, it changed. It changed. Game. I mean, as we say, Abby Dell had a hat trick, and was you know looked on course for three or four. There, right. there was no stopping her today. No. Abby Dell was incredible today. Honestly, absolutely incredible. I mean, the, only, the only way to stop her is to commit GBH, apparently. Yeah. Ab- Abby Dell's Ab- performance there was one of those games where you would look, post, if she played the full 90 and didn't get taken out, eh, you'd look and go, like, you look at the scoreline and go, Christ, this girl's got five. Yeah. You know what I mean? She was no, 100%. So, 100%. So good. And it's one of those, like you say, there's team could have played better in some aspects. 
But in general, it's a good performance. Good performance like, in general. It's one of those that turns. I think you can see how, how Hutton is celebrating at the end. They know how big a result that is. Yeah. That's a, a really big result for Millwood to, like, you know, a couple tough results back to back now that they but, need but, to start but, getting some yeah. wins. But morale wise, you can't take anything about uh, that game. No, you'll, fully. Be, you'll be. Get, I, I feel. I feel absolute. I'm, I'm not sure I missed Harry at the beginning, but just walking, seeing him walking off, looking like he's going to chin someone who's near him in a rucksack. Um, but. He's just, it's, it's just gutting. He's, I've, I can't put into words at this yeah, point. Yeah, it really is it really, so frustrating. So deserves saying Kevin. Well, we will be back with you for some post-match comments from Katie Whitmore and one of the select Lionesses players. And don't be surprised if half of the media team get fined for confronting the ref after the game. Come on, you Lionesses. Come on, you Lionesses. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Achtung, Mailball. It's mainly dead in, but no, please, Larissa, please. Uh, do, do, do say what you think of the game as, di- as diplomatically as possible, as Ryan says. Mm. I think definitely, definitely mentioned well, the crack, the cracking noise. Um, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we definitely deserve the win from that. I think there were a couple things which um, kind of, I don't even know how to say it, like shocked us, which like our players said they they were scared to come back on, some of them, uh, because of some of the things that happened in the game. Um, it Like, obviously, Abby basically getting knocked out and on where I was sitting on the sideline we heard that crack of I don't know if it was her nose or her head or but yeah it it looked horrible it sounded horrible and the ref was (laughs) just say just say the ref the ref the ref made his decision to keep her on the pitch and you think that affected the game okay (laughs) sorry um Obviously, the ref's decision to not send her off really affected the game. Um, and we said at training, like, some of the girls who were on the, on the sideline didn't want to come back on and play because they were, they were scared. And I would be too if I'd just been taken out like that. Um, and I, I really think Abby would have gone on to score that goal had that not happened. 
and I heard their coach shout a few times, goals change the game, which is so true. And I think if she had scored that, they would have lost their heads maybe. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, if them injuring Abby was tactical or whether it was just an accident or I don't know. But I think there might have been some sort of intention behind that. Yeah, I think I think Michael's given me a bit more permission to have a bit more free reign on it um, to the extent. It's one of those things, I think, personally, as a fan of, of Millwall or normally when I'm watching games, I don't I don't like to just moan, bemoan referee decisions or how they change things. But, you know, regardless of decisions, I think the, the first half for Millwall was to obviously 2-1 up at halftime. It was a really strong performance. Um, Hutton's goal really came quite against the run of play. That I think Linus has looked really comfortable. Obviously, Abby Dell getting a couple goals and um, obviously sealing a hat-trick as well. I said um, to Harry and the others as we were watching the game, just she, you would put a house on her score in five or six in that game. I think I said about 10 minutes in when she had a half chance, Abby Dell's going to get a hat-trick today. And she she looked unstoppable. And then obviously early in the second half, there's that ball over the top that, you know, if, if people haven't seen it so far, I think I'll try and put it out with this podcast, but it's definitely on Harry's timeline at, at Block 45 Lion. Um, but the ball goes over the top and it's she's clean for on goal and the defender just elbow first, shoulder first, whatever part of her body it was, and just completely wipes her out. And a yellow card for, you know, for last player, for serious foul play, for a professional foul, whichever one you want to pick, the fact that the the yellow was the decision there, I don't think anyone could really understand it. And like you said, it changes the game because Hutton then get a bit of spring in their step because they've got away with one. Obviously, you and the rest of the side, obviously you're on the bench, but the rest of the side obviously then have a bit of nerves and Hutton pull one back. And then the momentum shifts and obviously Abby's then not on the pitch. She's not allowed back on because of potential concussion or, you know, potential broken nose. You know, I know after the game, she said she was more concerned about actually getting blood on her shirt and not being able to come back on. But she, you know, she wanted to get back on the pitch as soon as she could, but she wasn't allowed to. And it it really shifted the momentum of the game. And I think it's one of those ones where a couple of decisions, I know Tom Gale at the end wasn't too happy about stoppage time, but they're just some of the details. But it was a, a really tough defeat to take. And I think you can see from what Katie said at, the end of it that she was really proud of the team and I think that was definitely the message she wanted to get across that the performance was really good especially on the back of the FA Cup defeat the the heavy FA Cup defeat a lot of the players you know showed their worth and showed their character I think and how they played against a really tough opposition in a game that really should have been a Lionesses win for me I mean, I don't know if uh, I'm allowed to get away with that, right, Arna Michael? Yeah, that's 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 fine. You you are uh, you are strictly external, so uh, if you get told off, then I can say I told you so. But no, um, <laughs> it's uh, no. I, I I have to I have to agree with with the majority of what you said there. I thought it was a, a good performance by the girls. Um, I thought Abby Dell, she she is just she is just absolute class as a footballer. There there is just no denying that. And we are we as a football club are incredibly lucky to have a player of that standard there. And that's not a, a knock to any of the girls who we've got this season as well, because as you all know, I'm, I'm big fans of the squad and even those from who played last season. But Ab- Abidel is an exceptional talent. Um, but also as well, what one thing um, I like about Abby and the main thing as well, which I think fans do as well, she's really taken to the club. 
You know, a lot of players, um, and especially in the, in the women's game, I remember, and I won't name the team, but I remember a couple of years ago when we was in the championship, um, I remember talking to a general manager of a team in the championship and they said that women's football, especially in London, is a bit of a merry-go-round. You know, you'll, you'll notice that some players do a season here, some players do a season there, or they might do 18 months, etc. But Abby seems to have really taken on what it means to be a Millwall player. Um, and it's fantastic. Her interaction on social media with Mill fans is excellent with the commitment she puts in. Uh, back to the game, you're right, it was a great performance. Um, Millie was great in goal. Um, again, you could see, you could hear Larissa and the, the goalkeepers on the side encouraging her, so that was fantastic to see. Um, I think if you can be slightly critical, um, and I always sit on the fence. Ryan, as you know from uh, being in Acton Millwall as well, um, I do like to sort of sit on the other side of the fence. You can question the game management side of it, but again, going back to it, if we were 5-2 up or potentially against 10 players, if if a red card was given, game management would have been slightly different. But mm. we knew Hutton would be a good team. We knew Hutton would be a side who would test us. And as we were saying, I think apart from a few, let's just say, decisions that some people may not agree with, it could have been a completely different result. And I'm, I mean, it's not for a few weeks, but I'm really looking forward to the away game. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Yeah, we we already said we're going to smash them against you when we play. (laughs) Brilliant! That sounds like the the right sort of mentality. I think it was nice um, this week. The fans really had our back as well um, compared to last week when obviously we lost eight nil. Um, The fans were a lot quieter last week compared to this week, and they were really like backing us up. And when that did happen to Abby, they were you know you could hear them shouting you know red card and send her off and stuff like that. yeah, yeah, it was nice to feel that support. Brilliant. Well, actually, you've uh, preempted my next question. I was going to ask, obviously, we are talking a bit before we came on air about the fans and the, the difference it makes. And obviously, you were saying you hadn't quite experienced it before. But, um, you know, maybe tell the listeners a bit about how having that number of fans at a game, um, you know, is for, for yourself. Um, oh, it's, it's great. I love it. Um, it makes you want to work hard for them. Um, not that you don't work hard when there aren't fans, but it, it makes you want to like, please them, I guess. And even in the warm-up, you'll have like the Millwall fans kind of standing behind the goal, watching the warm-up, and you never know if you're actually kind of inspiring the next female football star because they've seen you play. Because um, mm. you, can, you can hear them, like when, when we make saves in training, they're just like, oh, that was so good, or you know, stuff like that. So, you know, like we might unintentionally be role models for someone. So, yeah, it's, it's great. I love kind of the, the atmosphere as well. It's nice. Anything else from you, Michael, before we wrap up? Obviously, you have a, this week's this weekend's game has been called off um, due to COVID-related matters. And uh, I know it's a bit of a difficulty with the ground just getting moved, but ultimately there's no game this weekend now, is there? No, it's a well-earned feat up for our, uh, for our girls. So, um yeah, there's no game this weekend. There's a few things behind the scenes. We've had to do quite a bit of work um, to secure other grounds and things like that. Um, um, but the league has decided, for whatever reason, the game's not to go ahead. We totally respect the decision of the league. And, um, yeah, Larissa, just make sure you behave yourself this weekend. Of course, I always do. <laughs> there you go. I'm sure that there's a plenty of reason maybe to have a some score. Sort of, oh, actually, I was going to say there's a good reason to have a squad 
outing. But, you know, with groups of six, I think that might have some uh, cliques appearing, which might not be the best thing for morale. Yeah, so social, social distanced quasar. For those who remember 90s laser battles. (laughs) There you go. Well, I think there was talk of some sort of socials. I I don't know if that's still going to go ahead. All within COVID. As long as there's only six at a time. Of course. There you go. Brilliant. Well, Larissa, thank you so much for coming on. Um, It's been really, really good to talk to you. Um, Michael, as always, thank you for uh, keeping me company on these. No, no problem at all. And. uh, no problem at all. And thank you as well to the listeners. We've had some incredible numbers, I've got to say. Um, we've, um, I sat there, sadly, with a calculator counting up and we've had over 3,000 downloads just for our 11 episodes. So it's a real testament to the listeners um, of the main show as well. It's a testament to Nick um, and the work Harry Warren puts in as well for the social media, but also um, a testament to you, Ryan, and, and the girls themselves that people obviously want to listen what we've got and what we've got to say so a, a huge thank you for for this show i'm really really uh i'm really quite proud of what we've achieved ryan and we've obviously nick Hart's help massively yeah a massive thanks to nick for all the the editing and behind the scenes work he does but a big thanks to the listeners as well for getting behind the lionesses and you know tuning in and hopefully you know paying a bit more interest and uh enjoying the ride i think this season it should really be a good one Well, all that is left to say then, Larissa, is could you give us your best bye for now for us to wrap up the pod? Bye for now. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.